Hello and welcome to Reading Matter. My name is Nat and this is your podcast about fiction and non-fiction books. And this time I'm continuing talking about fiction. It's a novel that I have finished recently um, for me at the moment of recording this. Uh, but when you're going to listen to this, it's probably going to be a while, I think. So yeah, um, today I want to talk to you about a very popular novel written by Sally Rooney. It's Conversations with Friends. So this novel came out in, I believe, 2017, quite recently. And one of the popular facts about this novel is that Sally Rooney was still uh, studying for her master's degree at the time when she finished the novel or when she was finishing it. This actually, this fun fact reminds me a lot of hype and criticism that arose from a very similar action of another famous writer. Her book is also sitting on my bookshelf. Um, I'm talking about White Teeth by Zadie Smith because I believe with Zadie Smith it was a very similar situation. She was finishing the novel while she was still doing her masters and there was quite a lot of attention from publishers to that. And I guess actually if you are into reading Zadie Smith, I feel like Sally Rooney could be something you might enjoy as well. Actually, considering the fact that Conversations with Friends was her first novel, I did it the other way around and I've read her second novel first. Which probably was a wise decision, I guess, because I feel that normal people is better written from the perspective of language, of the topics she tackles, just the characters, the way they are painted. I definitely enjoyed more. I could relate more, I not relate more, but I felt like the characters were more real. But I'll get down to the character criticism a little bit later. <laughs> Uh, there will be some spoilers in this episode, as always, so please continue if you want to know it, if you can manage it. If not, just go read a book and come back to listen to it once again. So, um, Sally Rooney, Conversations with Friends, is a novel that is narrated by Frances, who is 21, I believe. She is a student. Uh, she lives in Dublin, and her best friend is also one of her previous love interests, Bobby. Bobby is lesbian, Frances is bisexual, those two facts uh, come up every once in a while in the novel to remind us um, that the characters had a previous romantic relationship with each other but then broke up and stayed best friends still. Um, they are also creative partners in a way that they perform poetry together and they are actually quite famous with it and this fame is exactly what brings this couple to the attention of uh, Melissa, who is a photographer and a writer, and uh, she and her husband Nick invite young and interesting Frances and Bobby to join them for like a wine or two and to hang out, which eventually leads basically to the fact of this novel existing at all. <laughs> the entire plot revolves around this relationship between the four characters. Um, different characters are involved to different extent, let's say. Um, but the important fact is that Francis and Bobby, who used to be in a relationship but stay friends, um, get kind of involved with a married couple of Melissa and Nick. So what I thought was very confusing is this criticism of the age difference, which also leads us to the main topic. Not the main topic, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, which leads us to one of the topics of the novel is communication between generations. I guess the title of the novel already pretty much tells us like what it's going to be about. It's going to be conversations and they're going to happen between friends. 
whatever the definition of friends for Sally Rooney is. <laughs> and basically one of the main points is the awkwardness of communication between younger, in quotation marks, and older generations. Uh, what I found a little bit interesting and slightly funny is how Nick, who's 32 years old, at the time when the novel is happening, I believe he's 32, <laughs> he's considered to be old. He is like a representative of the older generation, and they just keep telling this, how Francis is so much younger than he is, but they still in, are in sort of relationship, they're having an affair, although he's so much older. Such a different generation. And later in the novel, we realize that Melissa is even older than Nick is, and this whole age gap is just such an upsetting point, because you just keep seeing how people don't even give a chance this communication, they just say immediately, oh, yeah, well, older people, uh, these young people, no chance we're going to understand each other, so why even try? So that was a bit like, all right, maybe this is something that Sally Rooney picks up as a sort of um, persistent topic nowadays in the communication of, between people. And I do not disagree that this is a fact, you know, like literature has always been playing with this idea. But I felt a little bit uncomfortable with those age kind of markers of like 21, you're still young, and 32, you're already old. I thought we as a community moved on from that. But well, you know, yeah, the question of generational communication is not the only one that she touches upon. So yeah, what I expected there to be more as actual communication between friends, between the same generation people, again in quotation marks, which was featured mainly via messages and browsing through messages between Bobby and Frances and emailing with Nick. So the majority of affair when it started between Nick and Frances actually took place via emails, uh, which I found very interesting. So there was apparently some sort of, yeah, something interesting like this aspect that uh, Sally Rooney tried to highlight how like a lot of communication with friends nowadays happens via digital medium, uh, but I did not really see where was this going, except this weird kind of feeling. It gave me like the scene where uh, Frances, she made a backup copy as a text file of all the conversations, all the chats she ever had with Bobby, and then she would just open it on her computer and do a search via like particular words. She would just look for the word, let's say, feelings. So she just can browse through those parts of the chats where they use the word feelings or love or capitalism. I found this a very interesting observation, like that gave me something to think about. But then on the other hand, none of us really exports the backup copy of a chat. I, I'm not sure we even know how to do that, right? Communication is not the only topic of the novel, as you might have guessed, because uh, any good novel has multiple levels of discussion and different topics it covers. And of course, uh, same as in her famous second novel, um, Normal People, Sally Rooney touches upon the relationship between the rich and the poor. Uh, here again, we see, for example, Frances, our protagonist, uh, who is coming not from a very rich house, not from a very rich background struggling financially to the point of not having enough money to pay her rent and to buy food. Uh, again, uh, communication here comes from the other side as her inability to communicate the fact that she is in need, that she needs help, sort of puts her in a position where her health 
suffers from it. Like she just decided not to eat because she can buy food. So for 21 year old, you might think this is a little bit too irrational behavior. But then again, we also get glimpses in the childhood or growing up of uh, her as a character, uh, which maybe explains a lot of attitudes, but still. Rich versus poor, going on a vacation to Italy, uh, again, the same situation we have seen with, or to France in that case, uh, the same or very ser- similar pattern we have seen in the normal people novel uh, where Irish people go to visit their richer Irish friends, spending a couple of weeks in a fancy house in France or Italy, somewhere warm and nice. And apparently this is also one of the persistent aspects that Salaruni wants to criticize. So yeah, rich and poor, same as always, going over this Marxist point of view. What I found interesting is that in addition to those pretty much like social points of critique, um, Salaruni touches upon those moral aspects of infidelity, love, relationship and marriage. And here is probably my main point of critique, or more like I did not like at all what she was trying to say and the way she was trying to say it. So I think maybe I even misunderstood or misinterpreted some aspects because I just did not get it right. I did not read it the way Salaruni intended it to be read or something, because all I saw was a bunch of nasty people being nasty to each other. The behaviors of people within the friend groups, within a relationship dynamic, all of that was just very unpleasant. And I was hoping by the end of the novel to see at least some sort of character development with regard to those questions, because Frances, as this young, inexperienced, creative person, she gets into this affair with a married man who has some mental and physical problems of his own, and his wife gets involved into it. And in the end, we see how basically the married couple actually has a weird kind of codependent relationship. And Frances, who always suffered from being the one who kind of pushes Nick to infidelity, she just literally becomes the victim of this codependent mixed dynamics um, and only suffers from it on several levels, I guess, (laughs) physically and emotionally. There is also no change in her. Like, going through these, like, life lessons, you expect the character to acquire some sort of knowledge, social skills, you know, like, like, get a new perspective. But in the end, I don't think she does, even when she's directly being told that her actions caused all those unpleasant results, not just for her, but also for her friend Bobby, where their friendship suffered for a very long time, also due to Frances being selfish, I guess, and not even trying to look outside of her own bubble of her personality. I do not enjoy reading the novels where it just for dozens of pages people are going through this like emotional torture within themselves because the guy didn't text them or he texted something and she was thinking oh this is what he meant this is what he might have thought although that's not what he said i do not really enjoy this kind of literature and i'm willing to endure it hoping that at the other end there will be a sort of character development or a sort of lesson that will be learned i don't know and This definitely did not happen in conversations with friends. I am still so puzzled with the ending of this novel. Please, guys, if you have read it, can somebody also talk to me and explain is the ending actually as ridiculous as I think it is? Uh, I'm not going to say what exactly I mean, because I don't want to spoil it to somebody who is going to read it and still listening. But yeah, 
well, confusing, confusing, confusing. All those relationship and like romantic involvements are just not my thing. Anyways, what I find very important and good about this novel, in addition to just like the Marxist side of it as always, is the topic of female health. So Salad Winnie touches upon a lot of questions here and throughout the whole novel I had a feeling that what we are talking about is mainly mental health. Mental health not only directly when we talk about the character of Nick, who was, well, because of his artistic upbringing, let's say he kind of was in a particular mental state when he has grown up and became an actor. And I'm talking about Francis more here because through Francis we see how fragile personality can be how much our emotional and mental state affects our physical state. But by the end of the novel, what comes out is actually her physical state is affected by her biology, not by, um, or not just by anxiety and those constant emotional stresses and financial, like, existential stresses that she had. Um, so eventually, I think it's a very important thing that the topic of female health came up because Sally Rooney um, mentioned endometriosis, which she also kind of talked about a little bit more because Frances, as a character, she was researching this topic. And this is how we as readers also get to see this perspective, actually to have this question raised and participate in at least beginning to think about it as readers. So I think this is a very important part of the book and I didn't see where it was going. Only by the end of the novel, more or less, we figure out what is the reason of immense physical pain that Frances experiences. To be honest, for majority of the novel, I was sure this is just a physical manifestation of her anxieties. But by the end, yeah, uh, the ending was way more surprising biological ending of this whole story, I guess. What I missed was probably, again, some sort of resolution, but then I think maybe there was no resolution intended for that, because there is no resolution per se. I was just hoping, I guess, for Frances and her communication issues, that even considering how far her health is affected by also a lot of anxiety that comes from this miscommunication, that she would learn to do it still. And this is not something I have seen happening in the novel. Um, if you guys have read it differently, please let me know in the comments. I'll leave a link to the discussion in description of this episode. And thank you for listening. This one has taken a little bit longer than it normally does. I was trying to mainly just kind of highlight main points that I paid attention to that I noticed while reading the novel. I do not regret reading it. It made me think a lot. It also left me, as a reader, very dissatisfied on so many levels. But then again, I see why this book is worth reading. So guys, share your opinions and I'll see you next time. Bye!